Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah. So much deliciousness. Today is Tuesday, June 9th. And it is Happy Release Day to the indubitable Grace Draven for Dragon Unleashed. Happy Release Day, darling. Uh, very exciting to have this book out in the world. I don't know. If you haven't already, check out the interview I did with Grace last week. So it's I'm inside today because it's cool. We had quite a change of weather come in yesterday. Um, the wind picked up midday. This was all predicted, but wow. The wind gusts picked up, and it, by evening, it started blowing icy cold, and our temperature dropped to 38 degrees Fahrenheit, exactly what they predicted, so I guess they knew what the storm temperature would be, the air mass, but um, and when we woke up, it was 38, and we did go for a walk, but that wind was a little biting and it's still only 45. I probably could have sat in the sun on the east side of the house, but they are chipping and sealing our roads, so I knew the equipment would be going by. And Anyway, I just decided to stick it out indoors today. <coughs> so I was um, very happy with my productivity yesterday. Um, you know, it's, it's a constant drift, a constant battle um, to, I guess it's both of those things. It's a constant battle to combat the drift. So even if you build a habit, and of course, you know, I'm teaching this class on uh, identifying breaking and identifying bad writing habits, which means building good writing habits. And so one of the things that is really true, that has been passed about by all sorts of behavioral types, but that it's very, very difficult to break a habit and infinitely easier to replace it with a good habit. And once you have a good habit, once you have a good writing habit, or I suppose any kind of habit, but we're talking about writing, then a lot of the, the dread and procrastination that get in the way of laying words down, of actually getting started, getting over that hump to getting started, is taken care of by the habit, which is why it's good advice to write every day at the same time every day. And I know a lot of people bridle at that and say it's not possible, you know, and not everybody's lives are set up so that they can pull it off. If you can set up your life to pull it off, it makes it easier. It makes writing easier. <clears throat> and every day at the same time every day is simply because it's much easier if you have that habit and follow the habit. If you're irregular, then it's just... Um, you know, like if you skip days, then it becomes easier to skip days and you do it more often. I think of this drift as being like entropy and maybe we could think of another word for it, but 
it's, you know, as the universe progresses to a constant, I'm using words weird today, as the universe progresses towards disorder, things fall apart. Left alone, things fall apart. That's what entropy means, right? Left alone, habits fall apart too. And you can let them, for something something in our makeup, and maybe it's an aspect of entropy, is we, we tend to let things drift. So the, you know, getting up and starting writing at 8 o'clock this week becomes 8.15 and then becomes 8.30. And then before you know it, you're like, haven't written anything all morning. So that's why when you're starting out, it's really good to do every single day and build that habit and get it in place. I have worked out over time that I write five days a week and take the weekends off. And I'm, But I'm fairly ritualistic about it. I mean, that's a habit too, that five days on and two days off. What's important is, is building the habit and getting it in place. But then you have to be aware that it requires energy to battle that entropy, to battle the drift of it um, gradually wanting to come apart again. So I do think that's part of why I am constantly rediscovering that it really works to, for me to be militant about not looking at the internet until my words are done. And I keep backsliding on that. And I keep thinking, oh, I've got such good momentum now. It won't be a big deal. I can just get this thing done. I need to get this businessy stuff done today. And, <laughs> and that's how the backsliding starts. So yesterday, yesterday I was very good and did not look at any internet until I was done. And I ended up working for, let's see, a span of, that's, I probably have it on here, but it didn't even take me three hours of working. Right now I've got something in my contact lens. I really need, I have an eye appointment. I need to make one for July. I do. I probably need new lenses. Okay, so let's see here. Let's see if we can see it. Because I think from finish to end. Here we go. I'm looking in the Dropbox app on my phone, which I like to be able to consult. It's really nice because that's another way that I don't have to turn on my computer if I don't want to on the weekend if I want to look something up. So one of the things I'm talking about in my class is encouraging people to track. And I think that, uh, you know, it's really nice to be able to go back and reference these things and see exactly how I do and don't work. So yes, yesterday... I worked for a total of three hours and 41 minutes from start to stop. And two hours and 42 minutes of that were actual writing. And I got 3,034 words. 
And the best part is, is I was done by 12.30. And then we had lunch. And then I spent the afternoon taking care of business, both my own and Sephwa. And I got a bunch of things off my to-do list, including sending out those books. Well, I just made a decision and cut into the store for the Fiery Crown. <laughs> so now if they complain that I haven't set those back yet, which was their mistake to begin with, um, I can say that I am waiting for my author copies <laughs> so that I can uh, restore the complement of books. So that felt good. Those go out in the mail today. So if you've been waiting for a book from me, it is on its way. Woohoo! Uh, so good. Good to get those things off my list. I didn't get everything off my list, but I did distribute things down my list. And boy, having the full afternoon to do the writing stuff is great. And catch up on internet. And then I spend so much less time on the internet doing that. Probably because I don't have the procrastination component. So, um, Lost Princess Returns is coming along very nicely. I am closing in on the Act 2 Climax. Where am I at since I've got this open? 26,000 words. So I think I'll have the draft done by the end of this week. And we've been working on the cover. I think the found a good model for the cover, and Raven is working on it, and I think it's going to be super cool. And let's see, what else? Yeah, and then it was nice, because at 5 o'clock I knocked off, and I went out and sat in Grape Barber and drank wine and read my book, still enjoying the Snora Roberts book. And Grace called me. Uh, to gossip about something. And she was very funny because she said, because she she does call me out of the blue. She's one of the few people who calls me without an appointment to call, you know. But she'll just try me. And she said, well, I'm sorry to bother you. Are you, am I interrupting you? And I said, oh, I'm drinking wine in the grape barber and reading a book. And she's like, oh, it must be nice. I've still got so much work to do. And I'm like, well, I finished my word count for the day. <laughs> Uh, but you know as as you guys know if you listen to her interview she tends to write at night so own your process figure out what works for you and do that so anyway it was nice to chat with her and by then that uh, wind was starting to get cold so we came in and we've been watching I know this much is true which is Based on the book by, based on, adapted from, I suppose would be better, the book by Wally Lamb, which I don't think I ever read. I think I read Wally Lamb's She's Come Undone, and uh, I was trying to go back to my voice recorder, and there, I was doing weird things. So, yeah, I think I read She's Come Undone which I kind of remember. Wally Lamb is in, <laughs> I don't know, he kind of writes the same book over and over in some ways. 
what is it with these guys? You know, I, I associate him with Nicholas Sparks, which maybe isn't fair, but it's like these male authors who write these very um, dramatic and soap opera-ish type sprawling family stories, but then they um, get credit for it where women writers don't. You know, it's like how they treat it as important or something. Anyway, um, we've been enjoying the show, and we had, like, watched, caught up with it late, and so now the there's six episodes, and we watched episode five last night. It had aired on Sunday, and then the final episode will air this coming Sunday. But it's an interesting story. Um, I do find all the psychological stuff fascinating. It makes me want to write more psychological stuff. I think I'd be good at that, and it would be fun to do. And in some ways, that's what I do a whole lot with my fantasies. It's just framed in a different way. And I treat love as a positive thing. <laughs> it's, it's like with guys, I don't know, that male gaze is so weird. You know, like how women appear in the stories is always a little... You know, it's like how all the other female characters, they're, they're all so, such satellites to the, to the men's world and the men's angst, you know, and like what happens to the women just, uh, eh, I don't know what I want to say. It, I remember growing up and reading a lot of literary type fiction and having the impression that there were all of these guys, um, lusting after their neighbors' wives and having terrible marriages and living um, suffocating existences in the suburbs and going out and driving around at night and looking in women's windows and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's interesting how those tropes penetrate your consciousness. I'm a... I'm a little sleepy today. I'm not sure. It might, I feel a little stunned. It might be that wind coming up. It really did change the, um, just a big, big weather change really kind of maybe slammed the barometric pressure up and down. So I've got a little bit of brain fog. Tomorrow is Marcella Bernard's release for Enemy Storm. Going to have her on the podcast next week. I've known Marcella for a long time too, so it'll be fun to have her on board. And I know there was something else I was wanting to talk about. I, I should be like um, organized podcasters and take notes because I know there's something I'm decidedly not talking about, and that was part of what Grace called to gossip with me about. Um but I'm just not going to touch that stuff. Sorry. I know I try to be uh, honest and authentic as possible, but uh, I also try to exercise this thing called discretion. <laughs> yeah, I dreamed last night that uh, someone offered me a job for a whole bunch of money, and it was a, it was a really... I don't know, kind of an exciting and unusual thing. And 
I don't know. It felt like a good omen. I'm always talking about my good omens, aren't I? Dorinda Jones is funny about that. She's always counting up good omens. So, but I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling like maybe something good is coming, which we could all use something good, right? Being good to uh, have some positive things instead of what has felt like the parade of difficult stuff. Some people have talked about 2020 as being like the a, a watershed year, which I think it will be in many ways. Um, big, big rotations in our society. Now we just have to shape it for good, right? So, well, since I can't think of the other stuff I was going to talk about, I think I will go on my way. I'm going to get to work. I hope you all are having a good week. I hope that, um, yeah, that you have good things in mind, that we, we can all do that, right? Get the reality to manifest. Make the world be what we want it to be. We won't sacrifice it to the bullies and intolerant authoritarian types. So I'll put up a blog post tomorrow and talk to you all on Thursday. And you all take care. All right. Bye-bye.